I'm, I'm gonna, I was saving up either to buy a house or move out, but I think I'm gonna move out, bro. Like, are you thinking about like an apartment or house? Nah, I wanted a house with. Yeah. Oh, shit. Do you wear the headphones all the time? Uh, I do. Yeah. Oh, shit. I can hear myself now. You never, you never wear headphones? I've done it a couple times, so I feel weird. With, yeah. But I mean, it is cool. You'll be used to it after a Yeah, yeah. Yeah, after a while. Because now I just feel like I'm yelling. I'm not yelling, right? Nah. What were we talking about? Yeah, I like how you had a lot of people on here. Yeah, like, can like, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can testing, hear testing. How was I? I feel like you had baddies, baddies, and then <laughs> and then you had an ugly com- comedian. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nah, you're a good looking dude, bro. <laughs> I try, bro. This you is try. me trying. <laughs> you just came from the comic strip. Yeah, I just got uh, back from the comic strip. Yeah, I saw my friend uh, performing because he got to host the comic strip for Pablo Francisco. Yeah, so I came right over what, here. What's your friend's name? Steven Puga. Steven Puga, yes. he's a like a he's from El Paso also. Yeah, yeah. local comic. Yeah, he's my boy. He, he was at the comic strip. Usually it's him or me hosting, but this time it was him. So I went to go see him. I caught his set before, yeah. and then I came over here. Yeah, that's dope, bro. Well, today we're sitting with uh, Julian Luera, um, a local. So you're from El Paso, and you do stand up comic or comic. You do stand up comedy. Yeah. Um, and I think we. You know, I want to say I met you. When when was that show, bro? It was probably like um, it was for sure last year, obviously. Last year in June, I feel like for June. Jerry. Dang, that's how long it was. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah, so it was last year in June. I think we had followed each other before. Yeah. Um, but it was the first time me uh, me meeting you. I, I did had did some like some videos for you. Yeah, yeah, you did. And uh, nah, that was a great experience, bro. That was actually my first time going to the the the, the comic strip. Yeah. And yeah, I mean it. I was very impressed. Like, and how just, did it look? Did it look cool? Yeah, yeah. I thought so, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was pretty dope. And just like having that whole green room vibe, I think that was badass too. Oh like, yeah, just yeah, being yeah. able to go in the back. And I know, like, I had met Jerry, Jerry Garcia. Like, yeah, you came in, ass, dude. and then like just meet straight up meeting the heavy hitters. No, <laughs> dude, for sure. Like, I, I don't even think I realized it until after. I'm like, I'm all looking at him up. I'm like, damn, bro, this motherfucker has specials. And yeah, and uh, it was funny though. Like, I, I wonder if he'll watch it, but. Uh, he was he was hung over as fuck, bro. Oh, like, it, it was the funniest shit, bro. Like he was just like telling me about the night before, and like I don't know, bro. It was just super good vibes, and I I really enjoyed that. But yeah, yeah bro. So I'm I'm glad we're able to sit down. Um, so how long how long you been doing stand up comedy? Dude, officially I hit six years like two weeks ago. I think wow. it is six six years ago already. I started when I was eighteen. I'm twenty five now. Damn, bro, that's uh. So you you went to Montwood, right? Yeah, Montwood. Yeah. What, what year did you graduate? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, and I started comedy because I didn't even want to go to college. Yeah. Like I went to college for a little bit, and then I, it wasn't for me, you know. Yeah. Were you always like kind of like checked out of school? Yeah, I was. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> it, no matter what I did, even in English class, do you know how they would tell us to read? I would never read. No. And I was over here trying to ask for extra credit so I could pass to be eligible yeah. <laughs> for that class. Were you always like? Would you consider yourself like funny when you were growing up, or like uh, like making people laugh in class? Because I feel like that's how you people first realize. No, like were you that dude? Um, like that dude, that dude, like that was always funny. I feel like sometimes I was. I was like yeah. shy, funny. Oh, okay. Like shy, but because I I was. I mean, even right now, I feel kind of, not right now, right now, but yeah, like uh, I've grown out of it. Mm-hmm. But back then, I was way more in my shell. Yeah. And I would be funny here and there, but... What about with your friends? Corky. Corky funny. Yeah, yeah. for sure. My friends always said that I was funny. Yeah. But uh, I, I always feel like it came natural, though. Yeah. Like, I would never try. I would just say something and then just 
say my point of view or, and and they would just laugh and then now i see people out like at the bars and stuff mm. and and they're like of course you'd be a comedian you're a clown you've always been a clown since elementary <laughs> yeah that's that's crazy bro i mean like what were your plans uh like before you or like when you were graduating what would you see yourself doing bro i mean you obviously went to school but what were you thinking dude i was, I was like i don't know how i'm gonna pay for school oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like how, okay financial aid obviously but then I was like, okay, and then what? What am yeah. I going to do after I graduate? And your parents wanted you to go to school? or They didn't. They, they really weren't on me about yeah. school because, like, they didn't go to school. Okay. Like, my dad, he uh, he's a, well, not immigrant. Like, what do you call him when they cross over? Like, first generation? Oh, uh, yeah, first generation. Um, yeah. First generation was he, was citizen or uh, no, he wasn't. My mom was. He so he's illegal, is what you're saying? Yeah. He was back then, but yeah, now, yeah. now he's good now. He's good. That's yeah. Good. yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I'm like his first generation, but my mom is born from here. Okay. So like, like my dad, like he came into the United States when he was like 15. Okay. And that my parents met when they were young. Does he tell you how like that story? Has he told you about that? Yeah, how like that how work? he crossed. Like it, back then, it was so easy because El Paso and Juarez, you could just walk in. Yeah, true, true, true. There, there was no border <laughs> yeah. back then. He would just walk in, and he was like, once he crossed over to the United States, he told me that right then in that moment, he said, "I'm just gonna stay here and go about the law." And live my life here and just stay here. Yeah. Did he have to be low key about shit or like? Uh, yeah, like, he yeah. was low key about stuff. Yeah. He he would work in the hotels at the cooks, took cooks area with yeah. the chefs. Damn, yeah. that's some the American dream, baby. <laughs> yeah. So he was always working. He never went to school. Uh, he never forced school on I me. Mean, he always told me like just graduate high school. Yeah. And my mom told me the same too. But even in high school, before I went. Into high school, I was an eighth grade going to freshman. She told me, if you're ever going to skip school, call me and let me know before you do it. So that way I could already know uh, okay. when you're going to do it. So I did it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just text yeah, my badass. mom. I mean, they know you're going to do it. Might as well like just be safe about it, you know? Like, yeah. 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 I would I'd text my mom, hey, I'm skipping uh, fifth period to go to <laughs> Sonic. <laughs> That's crazy. Bro, the thing about Mawood is, like, y'all had all the options, bro. Like, as far yeah. as food, like, bro, I went to Andes, bro. We we didn't have shit around us, bro. Like, the only thing, like, maybe senior year is when we started getting more. But in, in our immediate walking distance, bro, all there was was, like, Burger King and, no like, and Little Caesars. Would they go it. to you when they uh, wouldn't go to you, to your school? Who, Burger King? Like, uh, the restaurants. Ever, uh, like no, or no, Water bro. We had, we, we, we had burrito trucks. So, our thing at Andres was, like, we had, like pretty top not top tier but like we had a lot of like um like food trucks but like it wasn't legit food trucks it was just like they would literally go to little caesars and they'd like be selling like hot and ready like just slices like fucking upsell the fuck out of those and then they have like the the burrito ladies and just like shit like that so that's what a lot of people did but other than that yeah like we didn't have too much but as opposed to you guys bro you had everything you were stacked sonic waterburger Freaking Chico's Tacos. Chick-fil-A, bro. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. Chick-fil-A. Artavinos. Yeah. We had everything. Did, was Canes around? when, when Canes you... came in our, like, junior year. Oh, shit. So, senior year, we were... What was the place where, like, you uh, know, like, you were just gonna... It's gonna be ridiculous to pack? Oh, uh, Whataburger. Whataburger oh, was always uh, cracking. Because it was right there. Yeah, right? everybody would be at Whataburger. 
and that other one uh, ihop not too much like ihop was there yeah only like the cool kids that had extended <laughs> lunch would go there what was the low-key place where you're like no not many people know about the spot well we're gonna go and it's gonna be like fire uh it wasn't really like low-key because once like somebody figures it out yeah, yeah, like yeah. they like tell everyone mm-hmm. but it, like you would go there and there would be a couple people there yeah i think it would be bonnie's bonnie's oh bonnie yeah that's like down the street right yeah. here i've never been there bro it's, it's pretty solid yeah the burritos are literally like oh, two shit. feet tall damn bro like, two feet <laughs> <laughs> that's insane bro yeah um have you heard red lantern red lantern oh yeah i actually really fuck good. with that place uh, it's that asian spot yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like oh. you can feast there no, the one that was next to it was Wing It too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that place was, would be yeah. good oh, yeah. for some wings. Um, so yeah, bro. I mean, you you don't really know what you what you want to do, and like you're you you say you go to college for a little bit. How long did you go for? Uh, I probably went for like a semester. I went through like a semester, went halfway, and then I started looking up other options <laughs> of like of life yeah and then army did did, did the military ever cross your mind nah but okay. i i love army movies <laughs> <laughs> I what's, your, what's your favorite one uh all time lone survivor bro that's a good ass movie bro yeah, yeah we actually just watched that not the other day and it's like i forgot how good it good it was the first time i watched it uh, i was like almost gonna cry but i caught myself and it yeah. didn't cry but it was such a great <laughs> great movie but i never chose a military or anything but mm-hmm. In high school, I was always, like, tapped out of it. Like, it wasn't for me. I always felt like everything they would tell me, I really wouldn't, like, absorb it because I, was, I wasn't really into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't in tune with school ever. Yeah. So then I started looking up, like, other op- options of, of trade schools and other stuff like yeah. that. But then I was like, I want to try to do something that I want to do mm-hmm. because ever since I was young, uh, for sports – uh, my parents always told me don't join football uh you're you're gonna get hurt don't join football and i always picture myself in the nfl being quarterback <laughs> <laughs> i'm like if it weren't for my parents i feel like i'd be far <laughs> in football so so i was like I, i'm i graduate high school i'm gonna follow my dreams and i i chose stand-up comedy and i started looking up open mics went to my first open mic tanked course <laughs> wait so like kept all going. right well, let's backtrack bro like <laughs> what made you like did you watch like a comment like a stand-up com- comedy comedy show or like well how did this idea even like come to your head bro because that's how not did it root yeah bro where did that i come feel from? like it rooted like a long time ago when i was young like eight mm. i was watching george lopez hbo special mm. but like i wasn't understanding what he was saying yeah I saw that he was making a big crowd laugh in the theater. It was one where he had a suit. He was real young. He had, like, that white shirt with the black tie. Yeah. And I just saw him saying jokes. I didn't understand the jokes. But I was like, I, in my head, I was. I told myself, who who gets to let him say jokes on that stage? Mm. Like, why does he get to do that? Yeah. And then that's that stayed in my head. Like, And then after high school... I watched a lot of Netflix specials because that's what was popping off. Was like, there someone in particular that you really liked? Yeah, it, actually, Joe Coy. I saw his special. Mm. I saw Chappelle's specials. All of them. My brother yeah. told me to watch them, and I watched them, and they were great. And then I watched when I watched Joe Coy's, I was like inspired to write a mm. story. So like he he kind of inspired me to write a story, and just say it. And an open mic, and this was after during college. So you were watching this, and you're like, "Fuck it, bro! I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go and try." Yeah, I'm just gonna try it out, yeah. see so, what happens. Yeah. Take me through that first night, like first night. So you see, where's this open mic at? So it's uh, downtown at 
the pizza joint. Really? They have open mics there? Yeah. Well, well they there? used to. Not yeah. anymore, but they had them on Wednesdays. Yeah. So, and, and so you, you see this open mic at Pizza Joint, and uh, tell, tell me about that whole experience, bro, through th- that day. What was going through your head, and t- tell me about that. So I, was, I wrote my first couple jokes, and then I looked up open mics, and then I saw that there was an open mic actually before the Pizza Joint. It was one called Duets. It was a bar. And I just went to go see what it was like. I didn't sign up or anything because mm-hmm. I was, like, too scared. I was like, let me just see what it's like. And I saw, and then I saw a lot of people, like, not do too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I was like, in my head, I told myself, uh, I'm not embarrassed to n- not do good. Because ever since I was little, my parents always made fun of me, always picked on me. I feel like that's where my humor came from. But they always like made me feel kind of bad about myself. So I was like, <laughs> I was used to it my whole yeah, life. So they just shit on you, just but just just like your homies would though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But just at home, my yeah, personal yeah. bullies. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I was like, yeah, it's not that bad. These guys are doing bad, but I know I'm not gonna do that bad. Yeah. So then I, when I wrote my stuff out, like, obviously I, I didn't, it wasn't like perfect, like ready to shoot, you know, but, uh, it wasn't, it was, I don't even remember what my first jokes were. I had a joke list. Uh, I invited my friend and to the pizza joint and I told him, Hey dude, come with me. Cause, uh, I, I'm going to go up. I already went to an open mic. I'm going to go up and I'm going to do some time. I don't know how much time I'm going to do. And he's like, yeah, bro, let's go. Let's go. And we go to the pizza joint. Are you sober? No, uh, I think I was. I think I was because okay, yeah. I was like 18, so I wasn't able to drink it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I hadn't, I hadn't smoked weed okay. at that point, and then so I went to open mic, and I signed up, but the guy I guess that was hosting the open mic thought I was already a comic, mm-hmm. so he put me up last, and oh, he was shit. like, "I'm just gonna put you last. We're gonna close out with the funny show." Bro, funny com- comic, right? <laughs> so he puts me last, dude. And then he was like, I still remember my heart was pounding before I went up. He was like, all right, everyone, we're going to get to the comedy side. And this is our last comic. Everyone, make some noise for the very hilarious Julian Luera. Oh, and I go up and I'm like, I'm not hilarious yet. <laughs> How many people were there? Would you, would you guess? Probably like 15. Okay. But it felt like a thousand. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just up there trying to make them laugh. And it was like, they were probably laughing because it was my first time. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But other than that, it wasn't too good. Yeah. But now I'm, now it's like different. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but when you're up there, like, are you, like, especially the first few times, like, are, are you just thinking about, what are you thinking about? Like, are, obviously you're just trying to get these jokes out, but are you just, are you even focused on like delivery or anything? Or yeah, just... I had no idea what delivery was. Yeah. I had no idea what structure was. I had yeah. no idea. Nobody told me anything about anything. Yeah. Uh, all the older comics would just tell me, just stick with it. You're going to be funny by the time you're 30 and don't quit. Yeah. That's all they told me. And then, uh, so I didn't know anything about like how to be funny, how to be, have stage presence. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I figured it out. Yeah. As I was doing it. So after after my first mic, I went up, kept doing it. And then I remember the first time I actually, like, had a big laugh, a genuine big laugh, was when I was really sick. And I told my friend, I'm not going to go up tonight because I'm sick. And he was like, well, I just signed you up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Where was this at? At a, what was it called? The Black Orchid Lounge mm-hmm. on the west side. I think it closed down now. Yeah, I, I think it's called something else. But it was called the Black Orchid Lounge on Tuesdays. It was the most popping open mic. There was always like packed out 60, 50 people in there. Damn. 
primetime open mic on the Tuesday. There was a lot of poets, a lot of comics, a lot of music. So comedy, music, poetry. And so they had like comedy blocks, poetry blocks, music mm-hmm. blocks. And then so he signed me up. So I go to the mic sick, like fever. My body aches. And then I'll, I'm just like sitting there like like dead. Mm-hmm. And then and then they called me up. This was like three months after already mm-hmm. doing comedy. So right before they called me up, I was like in my head, I'm just going to pretend I'm not sick. I'm just going to pretend I'm not sick. Mm-hmm. And I went up there and I and I like broke out of my shell almost. I was like, boom, I was like kidding. And I was like trying to like felt like loose. The first time I actually felt loose on stage and I, I got like two big hits. Yeah. Do you remember what, what jokes they were? Uh, I don't remember what it no. was. I just remember them laughing. That's yeah. it. And like, but a genuine like connection to the crowd where it's like, oh, okay, I've I, I hit something here. Yeah. And then I just like rem- keep remembering that, and then that remembering so that. that. It, what's that feeling like when you actually get like a laugh? Because hmm. obviously we make our friends laugh and everything, but what's the difference between like being on stage and like? It has more impact almost. Like yeah. you just get like a get lot a, of adrenaline, yeah. and then the it's like you're fulfilling a task. Yeah, you're working on a joke that you know is funny, and then you're making a bunch of strangers tap into your head, and and I don't. It, it almost feels like you're connected with them. It and right when you hit that punchline, boom, and then you hit it. It's an adrenaline rush, and it's like a sense of fulfillment. And then you go keep going, boom, mm-hmm. boom. So it's like little, like yeah, like little. Uh, how do you call it? Like tasks that you're hitting yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. It feels like. Like, almost like making your bed, but, like, in front of people. And they're like, oh, look at how you yeah. put the pillow on there. Oh, look at how you did oh, the yeah, blanket. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, bro. Yeah. And then if you're really good, right, like, it just keeps fucking escalating. Like, yeah. The laughs and, yeah, bro. So, after, so when do you start, like, because um, how long were you doing it before, like, you really started to, like, finally figure out, like, how to really how to write and just, like, just structure and just everything like that? Uh, Probably, like, nine months into okay. it is there anybody that that brought you under their wing or taught you or brought me uh at that point or like at, yeah, yeah at, at that point no, no. like that nine months no nobody had like so like the first year was almost like by myself yeah so i, I say nine months because at nine months we there was an el paso el paso's funniest comedy competition mm-hmm. that they have every year and I, I got second place at this contest oh, wow and it was five minutes uh and that me preparing for those five minutes made me understand what setup punch setup punch was, mm-hmm. but within five minutes. Yeah, and and that was like the first. So time you I learned it on your own, basically. Yeah, but yeah. then though, like a lot of people told me how to how to do stuff. I took a lot of uh, of uh, tips from other people. Yeah. I took some tips that I that I could use from other people, but then I like make it my own. Okay, mm-hmm. and then they always say like. Uh, uh, always just do you, right? What be you, be yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what they always told me. Yeah. And so when when you're oh, writing, what goes into like your process of writing a joke? Like, um, take me through like your creative process of like just your setting. Like, if you're actually like writing in a journal, and like also what you want to write about. You know. Yeah, I feel like when I write in my in my journal is when I just need to get out my ideas and make sure they're imprinted mm-hmm. so I could see what, what the funny is. And where are these ideas coming from? Uh, just experiences? experiences with my friends, drunk nights, funny nights, lonely nights, depression. 
yeah anything that makes me uncomfortable uh like because you have to be very vulnerable yeah at, when you're a comic you can't let anything be bigger than you or, or smaller than you you have to embrace everything and so when i'm writing it's like like today something something happened with my friends where i told them i was like dude this is fuck right here that i told them something and then uh what it was like about him him getting like all the girls because mm-hmm. like he's like such a pretty boy kind of like you <laughs> 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 but like uh, i told i told him something and then i was and then at the end i was like and everybody just look at my friend don't even look at me and then i <laughs> so i so i feel like just experiences with my friends is funny yeah and then just whatever personal stuff like yeah. with my parents anything that my parents tell me like my dad's real funny my dad always has something to say he's always a, a smart a smart ass yeah towards me like anything i tell him and he says something i'm like oh i have like three jokes about that yeah. <laughs> like i could i could add like three more jokes to what you yeah, just said that's funny bro and what yeah. i realized at least like i mean i said having a comedy but what I think is what I listen to a lot of podcasts with comics because yeah. I mean I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan and I started because of Joe Rogan like him having uh, comedians on there I started listening to their podcast too so it's just kind of like that's kind of how I got into so I'm even though I don't obviously don't do comedy I'm very in tune with like the world yeah so who 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 so he was like the one that made you want to uh like start a podcast yeah um for sure for uh, like he was one of the first podcasts I ever started listening to okay. um. And I guess from Joe Rogan, like you, you just start branching off to fit into different podcasts. Yeah, yeah, because you figure out yeah, like, exactly. his friends and you start following. Exactly. Yeah. But what I notice is like a lot of comics also like they try to find the funniness and like and the tragedy and things. Almost yeah, like, dude. Almost like when you're in your lowest, that's when you're the most like you find the most funniest. Yeah. Because you, sure. you're trying to deflect this depression, all this sad stuff that's going on in your in your life with funniness mm-hmm. and once you hit that like one f- one one string you're like oh okay here here's the funny and then you start boom writing right yeah because in a way yeah it's like it's it sucks and it's like a it's a shitty situation but yeah i think uh there's definitely like something there where like what I, what i've what i've heard is uh, that's how actually a lot of like comedians cope with shit is Dude, like things that like f- are actually really bad in their lives like they find a way to just kind of like they use it as a coping mechanism to like just make shit funny. It's almost like therapy, dude. Like, yeah. uh, dude, uh, one experience that just came to my head right now was uh, like a couple years ago uh, when one of my f- my friends he passed away mm-hmm. in a car accident. Right, uh, he was my coworker who's uh, like a good friend. Yeah, passed away in front of our in front of our work, crashed into a truck that wasn't even supposed to be there. So if that truck wasn't there, he'd still be alive. But yeah. whatever. Uh, so he crashed into that uh passed away a week later i was on a tour with the chingo bling and we were in el paso and when we were in el paso it was a day of his funeral so i so i literally went to his funeral like saw his family was all sad with my coworkers, and then literally had a show went from the funeral home straight to the comedy show Jeez. so i felt like i just was in one dark room yeah, and I went into another room, and it was like entertainment, and I and I and I was just just sitting in the green room, looking at everyone, at the comic strip, and I was like listening to the vibes, and I was like, man, people want to hear a show right now. Yeah, 
And I was the host, and I was the first one up, and I'm the icebreaker. Yeah. And I, I just came back from my friend's funeral, and so I, I was like, man, okay, this is where I like I I just commit to the craft, and I know if if he was still here, he'd tell me, just go up, dude. Yeah. It's fine. I'm okay. And and he's gone to to my one one of my comedy shows, and yeah. I asked him. I was like, hey, uh, what do you rate my comedy? He's like, like a seven. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, this is going to be a 10 for you. Yeah. Damn, that's insane, yeah. bro. But it was hard, dude. I was up there and I, I just hit autopilot. Yeah. Like, I have like, I could do autopilot now, like where I just like talking to the mic and I know how to like work it, but I wasn't feeling it. Like I was talking, but I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. But it just got me out of it. Yeah. Because you, you host a lot. And yeah, I mean, there's definitely a thing where sometimes you, you don't feel it and You've done it so much, though, that you're able to... But is there a difference between those autopilot nights and then the nights like you're really in it? Yeah, yeah. dude. It, when you're when I'm really in tune with it and I'm, like, hitting hitting it, boom, like, just rocking it. Yeah. I get, like, an adrenaline rush and I can't yeah. fall asleep at night. And I'm in my bed. I'm like, oh, my God, this feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's I just insane. did that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the bigger crowds. No, for sure. So uh, how far into your com- comedy, comedy journey? Because... I think from what I've listened to and like heard, like six years, like in comedy is actually not that long at all. Yeah, like, nah. like 10 is when you're like, yeah, a lot. like that's experience. when a lot of people say like 10 years is when they really started like um, getting there. Yeah. Um, but it also depends on, on the person too, yeah. man. Cause uh, I know a lot of comics uh, that blew up after like five years. Yeah. And they're just rocking all the sold out shows across the country. So they're experiencing something like a 10 year old vet in El Paso, probably doesn't isn't really experiencing right yeah. now you know? so it just depends on the person too and how fast you get successful yeah but yeah as of now like i feel like i've done a good amount of stuff in six years yeah and when when did like about how far in 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 there were you like all right i'm actually pretty comfortable with like not comfortable because i'm sure it still gets you like um like you still have to get out of your comfort zone but when did you really start kind of feeling a little bit more confident about what you were doing you know well, after like uh, probably like six months after hosting the comic strip, because okay. I remember one month he had me like every weekend. It felt like it felt like I did like five like out of the two months. So like eight month eight weeks yeah. in, a, in two months, I probably hosted like six of those weekends. Oh shit! So after just hosting, going up first every time. Uh, like it was like six months into hosting the comic strip, about I got more confident in myself and I was mm-hmm. able to uh, understand stage presence. Yeah, at that point, because when you're yeah. first, you need to set the tone for for the show. What what goes into that? Like, if someone, do you think the same thing applies to like public speaking? Oh, oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. give me give me some advice of like, if someone were to want to like if increase their presence on stage and just give more of. Like, what's the advice you would give and, like, what what are things that go into that? Uh, definitely slow down your words uh, and, and find your pace, find your rhythm, find your cadence. And whatever the message is, make sure every word you're saying is clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just be confident in every word that you're going to say. And just uh, just pretend, like, just practice. Honestly, pra- practicing a lot uh, really, because well, I have, like, a jokes, like, I have like five minutes and of those five minutes, I already know every single word, every single like, like punch pretty much where it's at. Yeah. So just practice your words and slow down. Some people think like, oh man, you're up there and you're like, just chill, calm down. How long did it take you to like, really like, cause I'm sure once you, when you first started, it was like, you're just trying to get it out. right? Yeah. You're trying to get it out. Yeah. And then you're like, 
running over your sentences almost yeah. and then and then now i could see whenever a comic is running over their jokes because mm. they're just saying a joke and then like they're not letting it breathe yeah so you want to make sure your message isn't like rushed almost because yeah. it, it happens a lot with the newer comics they they have an idea they have the setup punch but they just run over it like they don't let the crowd understand and listen and yeah. feel your words and do you actually have to tell yourself on stage, like, yo, chill, like, yeah. take a deep breath type yeah. thing? Like, Especially after, like, a big laugh. Yeah. Like, I, after a big laugh, I feel, I'm like, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, there we go. There, <laughs> there it is. And then, like. And you just have to keep your cool. Yeah. And then I already know my next four jokes. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, deliver this joke. And have here you, we go. <laughs> damn, bro. So you literally, you, you're memorizing. You've memorized a lot of the like to the finest detail that yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like rappers too bro like yeah what trips me out is about rappers is that they know every word like j cole he's yeah. a lyricist bro how does he know every word yeah because he writes it right because i guess when it's your own you you feel it for sure because like to other people it's like oh man how did you do, do it but it's just like practicing yeah it feels better when it's like your own stuff you know what i mean i oh, guess yeah, you yeah. could like memorize it a little bit better Cause like I look at rappers, I'm like, dude, how do they know every single word? Yeah, it's so hard, right? Mm -hmm. And but like, how how much little difference does it make the way you like emphasize a certain word or like emphasize oh, that? Is that a big thing? Yeah. So there's definitely a big, big like effect on how you say word things. Yeah. Because there's been times where I have like a joke right here and a joke right here, and I literally just switch it. And it just makes more sense. Like it, it's it, it does matter a lot. Like what you say first. Uh, one one thing that I did learn was like, uh, okay, so the rule of three. This comic told me rule of three. Whenever you have a joke, you want to have three jokes about it. A, B, C, and then A being your strongest, B being your middle, C being the least, and the order you want to say it is B, C, A. So you want to say the middle joke first, the last joke, the least funny joke, and then the funny joke at the end. Mm. So like, I took that into consideration, and then, but now, it's more like which story? Because now my sets are like thirty minutes long, so now yeah. I just like fix my ten, whatever ten is good, I might move it. I just keep moving my tens around. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Damn. So, but a ten is like basically one joke. Or not one joke, but one like, one subject that you have multiple jokes about? Not one joke, but it's like probably like three topics. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Or like fives. I break them into fives, too. It depends how long yeah. my sets are. How long did it take you to get 30 minutes? Uh, five years. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, but like a good 30. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Because I, like, dude, it's so annoying. Like, someone one year in, oh, I got 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's like 10 of it it's funny yeah <laughs> it's like bro you don't have so you're literally minutes. like with like you're literally with everything you're saying the last five years like you're just taking a fine tooth comb and just trying to like yeah really like, nail it down yeah make it make it to a t Damn. like like the there's a lot of jokes that i've said once yeah and i've put it i put them out like just because i've said them once mm -hmm. and that's it but yeah there yeah there's a lot a lot of jokes that i haven't recorded and pub public. so is the goal like is the progression like try to work up to an hour yeah dude for sure but right now i think my my goal is to like uh just have a strong 30 so i could be a strong feature and then start working that hour i think i'm a strong feature right now because yeah yeah 
Future meaning like an op- like an opener essentially. Yeah, so it's you have the host, a feature, and the headliner. Okay. The host does ten, fifteen, depending on how good he is, and then the feature does twenty to thirty, and the headliner does forty to an hour. Wow. Okay. And it's crazy. It's crazy to think like that. Like the people who like the, I mean the top dogs, right? They release an hour, and then a year or two years later, they already have another dude, hour. Dude, that's bro. pro stuff right there. Holy dude. shit! That's dude. A, that's pro stuff right there. And a lot of it is their life experience too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and they have it in the back of their hand, honestly. Like now, when I see these specials, I see their ingredient almost. Yeah. Like they have a certain structure they have, and they, I I, I see how they do yeah. it. Are you starting to feel your, like, um, basically your style? Because everybody has a different style, right? Yeah, I feel like I I just found my style this past year. Yeah. Uh, And year five. Like, I, now I'm trying to write towards my character that I have on stage almost, I feel like. Do you feel like that's you? Or do you feel like, yeah? it's definitely me. A a lot of the comics, like, uh, when I go out of town... They always like we keep in touch, whatever, and then they tell me I always love seeing your set because you're yourself always. You're weird, you're awkward, you're shy, but you're funny. Yeah, and it's it's like almost effortless the way you do it. Yeah. Do you know some comments that are actually really funny, but they're completely different on stage that they? Yeah, yeah. dude. A lot of them. A, a, a lot of these guys are like that, dude. It's crazy how like they just you just flip a switch when you hit that mic, dude. Like, yeah. Once you grab that mic, it's. It's your jokes, you, yourself, and the character that you want to portray. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're just pretending. Well, like, in me, I'm pretending to be dumb, this dumb guy yeah. that, like, goes through the obstacles of life. Because I feel like I genuinely am not smart. <laughs> <laughs> so when I go through life and I learn something, I just write it in my own way. And it it, it portrays, like, in a, in a funny way. Yeah. How often do you write? uh i try to write at least three jokes per week that i could take to the open mic and i try to make them into five minutes and and then after that i try to revise it and see what i could do and then because every friday is the open mic where we all get five to seven Mm -hmm. so i always try to write towards that open mic and i always try to take new material to that mic and honestly i just uh I, i just use that open mic to practice talking practice my comedy muscle yeah and see how it comes naturally mm-hmm. do you have to stretch like the truth on some of those jokes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stretching the truth there's yeah. a lot of exaggerating there's a lot of like there's probably like my jokes root from one truth yeah and the rest is just like exaggerated stuff or stuff that happened another time that i brought it into mm. this joke you know that's what I mean? so interesting bro i think that's yeah. so dope like something will happen like say between me and you and then i'll be like oh i could write this right here on this part yeah. of my joke oh i could write this on this side so is that how you live life bro like you're literally constantly like thinking like, about it, it happens naturally though yeah I, i'm i just live yeah life. you're not like yeah you're not thinking about it but yeah. like it just i'm comes. conscious about it yeah yeah i'm conscious about what happens around me wow yeah I feel like I feel like I'm always trying to create. Like I even disconnected my TV in my room because I don't like watching TV. I don't know. I don't want to be like influenced by other people. You know. What yeah. I mean? But like I watch TV sometimes, but I don't. I don't sit there and watch four hours of TV. No, that's that's a. I I definitely feel that, bro. Because you need just time in your thoughts to be able to create. Like if you're yeah. constantly consuming, I think that's the issue nowadays. Yeah. We're literally always consuming shit, bro. So like. Think about it. If you're constantly consuming, but you're never like creating, creating, like yeah. thinking about like how much just 
I think that's where a lot of anxiety actually comes in, bro. Where you just yeah, have you so want to create, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, the it, where does it come from? For where you want to create, or where does the anxiety come from? Um, I think that's what I like. Over time, I think I've like started. I think it comes from a different a number of different things. Yeah. Uh, especially for me, but I'm realizing that a lot of the times I'm anxious, bro. I actually just need to do shit. Like I, I I'm putting something off, or like I I notice especially because I edit videos. I notice when like I can't like sleep or like I can't do something or like I'm just very anxious, very antsy. Yeah. As soon as I start like just trying to make something or create something, like I feel pretty like I feel all right, you know. Yeah. I think it's just creative energy that like it's just your own body telling yourself that you need to like release. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, yeah, I get. Oh yeah, I could feel that. I could mm. feel that. And then, yeah, I always like that whole creating stuff. I I feel like I realized it in year like four. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, man, I need to stop consuming all this TV. I'm just. Can you watch? Can you watch other comics, or does it? Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could watch other comics. Like I, I have a lot of friends. Well, not a lot of. Fr- I always say like a lot of friends, but, uh, uh, like I I've seen comics make it faster yeah. than I have. So like their specials are on Netflix, and then I'll watch it. And I'm like, yeah. man, I'm such a, like I used to see the well. I saw him perform these jokes at the club, and now it's on TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does, do you find that discouraging, or do you find that inspiring? It's it's kind of both, almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of both. Uh, like, I know I'm there. Uh, yeah. I'll make it there eventually with my time, but it's whenever whenever my time comes, you know? Like No, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely I, I definitely feel that. Like, I think it's just, like, the truth is, bro, it, it's a natural thing where we have like comparing yourself can be an, a very natural thing for us it's mm-hmm. not healthy but it happens mm-hmm. and like i've been victim of that um that's yeah. honestly why like i probably don't watch other people's content that much yeah um because i just know for myself i know how my mind gets yeah but over over time like i've just kind of learned that like you need to change the way you look about uh, yeah, you, you sure. need to change your perspective on um consuming other people and like basically instead of comparing yourself bro like you just need to actively tell yourself like bro like they're what they're doing has nothing to do like it's not hurting me in any way yeah and in fact like you can take so much from like from them and what they're doing and you can use it as inspiration a lot of the time yeah for sure yeah it it inspires me to see them actually Mm. yeah it is a good side of inspiration i've learned how to learn how to almost like feel like I, i feel good for them yeah like almost and then, but when it, it does, it does happen naturally to, to where I'm like, man, I, I'm not doing this good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, there's been nights where, where I'm just in, in my room. I'm thinking to myself that I don't even know if it, it's going to take me this far, like yeah. this whole comedy thing. I don't know how far it's going to take me, but yeah. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, for no, sure. No, nothing, the only thing that'll stop me is myself. And I don't think I'll stop myself. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Always. I mean. Uh, that's the main thing in your ways a lot of the times it's yourself right yeah what, what's um has there been times you wanted to quit yeah you were dude. close to either yeah and then my friends snap me out dude it's so good having like genuine friends around me though yeah. too because like i always trip on when people have like a big group of friends because i'm like man dude that's a lot of people mm-hmm. <laughs> to like keep up with but like luckily my 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 group of friends uh they help me feel grounded Whenever I'm feeling down on myself, I, I tell them, like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. And then they're like, bro, s- shut up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. dude, you're just depressed right now. You'll yeah. snap out of it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And sure enough, I'm like, yeah. there I am at a show and then doing good and I feel better about myself. Yeah. And 
I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, like I do have, I, I I do have something going for myself in this in this sure. uh, aspect. Yeah. Of, what, what's what's the hardest thing you feel like you've had to overcome mentally, whether it's recently or even just like in in your life that you look back on? Uh, probably like be around like more genuine people like mm-hmm. and accept the the genuine love that i get from them yeah because i was always like deflective on like talking to people or uh even trying to make friends so you were to yourself a lot yeah, yeah i was always to myself and i was just in my own head and but i feel like i kind of, i grew out of it already yeah. well not fully but there's times where yeah. i'm just like in my head uh, and i'm in this and like out yeah. with my friends and i'm just like man i'm just gonna be with my friends and i don't want to talk to anyone else yeah have you experienced like anxiety or depression? Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think it has stemmed from? Uh, probably from my parents always telling me that <laughs> I wasn't gonna be anything. <laughs> oh shit! No, I was just kidding. No, but my parents, my parents, my parents were really mean to me, bro. When I yeah. was young, like, like something would happen to me, bro, and then my mom wouldn't even like, like I would fall, and then she would just look at me and she wouldn't even do anything, and then I'd be like, mom, like I just fell. <laughs> Like, and then, and then she, she was like, so? <laughs> and then, like, I was, like one time I twisted my ankle so hard, dude. And I was already, I was already, like, 22. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah! And I fell outside. And then my mom didn't even go outside or do anything, dude. And then I was like, I'm just on the floor. I was like, Fuck. so I held myself up. So I feel like it always, like... Like my mom was just always like dismissive to things, but it's like, come on, dude, you're, you're a man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like she was just teaching me how to thick skin, I guess. Yeah. Like some backbone, but like I think it roots a lot from my parents, dude. Honestly, from telling me that I will not to join football, because uh, like you're just gonna hurt yourself. You're not. You're, you're not gonna do go that far. Mm. You're not gonna get past high school. So uh, it was like that Latino uh, mentality, I guess yeah. that they that it, they installed yeah. in me. In a way, it's it's like, it's yeah, it's in a way, it's like it's a little messed up. Yeah, but I get where you're coming from because like they're they're just so um, they're so I guess uh, narrow minded to yeah. a lot of like just whatever, just different avenues that you can take in life. To yeah. them, it's like no, just get a real fucking job, you know? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Even when we were in public, my mom would tell me like, like. Make sure you don't say this because then people are gonna think this mm, of you. Man. Yeah, it's it's a lot That's about like someone. the I like, guess the family name and just like yeah, a lot of that you know. Yeah. So how how have you kind of like learned to deal with that or overcome that? Uh, just like be myself always. Yeah. And uh, always understand that uh that I'm my own person and what I express is who I really am. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't like like me or if you, if I rub off the wrong way then I'm sorry but that's just who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, I feel like with the whole comedy stuff it really helped me uh get out of my shell too almost like feel more confident in myself mm-hmm. and just be myself and say what's on my mind. And usually like what I, what's on my mind too is is usually what my friends would probably say and then so it's like oh, okay i'm not the only one that thinks this way yeah yeah just having that group of circle i have like a couple friends that really help me stay grounded and yeah help me feel good and understand that what i'm feeling is normal and and uh like we're just gonna vibe off of each other like that and i feel like that's where where i kind of overcame all yeah. that anxiety and yeah. stuff like that 
That makes sense, bro. I, I definitely feel that when you say, like, just being, like, comfortable with yourself, a little bit more comfortable with your, yourself and speaking, like, speaking your mind and being who you are. Because I would say, like, I can definitely relate to that, bro. Because I, I wasn't always, I mean, he's known me forever, bro. Yeah. And, like, well, obviously when we're together, like, I'm very much myself and, like, just, like, we, I can, I talk about a lot and, like, I, I, I speak my mind, but... I feel like more recently, like in the last year, I've made like a lot of strides and just kind of being more comfortable with who I am as a person, you know? Yeah. And I realized, especially recently, we're like, damn, bro. Sometimes I catch myself like, damn, I'm surprised I said that because yeah, yeah. I, I, before I, I wouldn't have expressed that yeah. or I wouldn't have made my opinion known about certain things. Yeah. Um, in a way, it's it's sometimes it's not the best thing, but if like genuinely that's who you are like sometimes mm-hmm. you, you you should just let that like let that show in, in a yeah. way uh because if you, if you kind of like suppress that all the time i feel like that's kind of holds you back yeah you know? and then you're just like you're, you're, yeah you're i feel like if you're just always in your shell you're never gonna feel like what you could actually be mm, yeah you know what i mean your potential you know yeah your fullest potential just because if you're always like just scared you're i feel like yeah, I mean, you're always going to be scared, you know what I mean? But uh, I feel like well, once you express yourself and, and people, like, you understand, like, people actually vibe with it, it's, I feel like it's 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 okay. You're, like, you're, you're a normal person, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Not to backtrack or, or go back, but no, uh, yeah. while we're still around the subject, what did your parents think or how, how did they feel when you decided that you were going Oh my! Well, how what did they? Okay, so the question was, what did they think uh, when I started doing comedy? Yeah, my parents were pretty much supportive of me. The when when I told them about it, my dad would kind of was like, he looked at me, he kind of like chuckled. He was like, huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom was like, okay, mijo. And then you know, my mom's just always supportive of me. Yeah, fucking, I'm I'm her baby, dude. I'm yeah. her favorite. <laughs> yeah. Do Do they go to your uh, your shows? Nah, not 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 uh not as often. Nah, but have they, they been before? They, they've been to like four yeah. shows. Yeah, out of like a lot of them. Uh-huh. But yeah, my my dad has seen me host a comic strip, and then he saw me at the plaza at the and that one. My like was the one where I I went up to him afterwards, and I was like, should I quit? He's like, no, you're funny. <laughs> yeah, but they were definitely supportive of me. Like yeah. they were kind of like, uh, questioned me almost on it. Uh, and but once they saw that I I really enjoyed it and actually took it serious and started going to the open mics and started making time. And once I started actually going out of town and stuff, they're like, wow, mm. you're actually so like it's paid for and everything or. Uh, what like the like just going like so are you full-time com- comic oh right? nah nah part-time but, but what what do you what do you do um like during the day during the day uh i'm uh I, I, i'm a what's it called a diesel tech okay. I, I can't even think <laughs> i'm like what, what do i do diesel tech <laughs> yeah, yeah i work on the semis yeah and, and uh change the oil do the truck the truck tires yeah. trailer tires so is your eventually eventually your goal to go full-time yeah eventually i want to move to la yeah um and why LA because I have more connections over there mm. I was thinking Dallas I went to Dallas a couple times I like Dallas yeah there's a lot of, I feel like Dallas is really coming up right why not Austin I, I heard the Austin comedy scene is like pretty pretty I feel, big I feel like it's already saturated yeah a lot of people mm. are there already mm. 
Yeah. I feel like the people that went from LA to Austin left a big gap in LA. And I'm oh, just going to okay. go fill in that gap. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Have you, uh, um, so there's a lot of questions I actually want to ask as far as <laughs> performance wise, but yeah. what's it like? Uh, I'm pretty sure every comic has bombed, right? Oh yeah. So what, take me through like a, a story or experience that like you remember vividly. Dude, the, like, okay. Well, the recent one, oh yeah. my God, dude, this guy hired me to say jokes at a golf course for christmas party it was a christmas party like this past december yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh he uh, he he was raffling some prizes and it was like a microphone but it wasn't even a good microphone i like it wasn't a good speaker i wasn't loud the only people that could hear me is the group of 10 that were in front of mm-hmm. me and everyone else they were just golfers that wanted their prizes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a comedian in the middle of their prizes. Yeah. So the the guy was all like, okay, we're going to get the prizes. But first, we're going to have a comedian. <laughs> Everybody yeah. was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then he, he, like, put the microphone down. And then everybody was, like, looking around. And then and then the guy was so weird. And... And he went back up, and he's like, okay, the comedian is here. <laughs> but by the time he brought me up, all the golfers were on their phones talking to their wives Aww. or just talking already amongst each other. Yeah. And, and Did you even, like, finish? Dude, it was so bad <laughs> that I think... Like, s- the fucking stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, they were... It was so bad. That they disconnected. I think somebody disconnected the speaker. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. Did somebody really do this to me? <laughs> then I just fucking, like, got off. And I was like, okay. Uh, the, you guys are going to get your raffle, whatever. Yeah. And it was just set up for disaster, bro. But there's a lot of things I could have done to avoid that. Like, like not do it, <laughs> nah, yeah. Like kidding. not do it, but, <laughs> but like uh, take my own equipment because I have yeah. my own s- microphone and speaker that I could take. Yeah, uh, I would have taken an opener, mm-hmm. and that would have been good. Yeah, for sure. What about like an actual like a show show that an like, actual show yeah, show yeah. that I bought? Uh, like a recent one? No. Well, usually I just bomb at the open mics because it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. like I'm just trying new stuff. Yeah. It's not really bombing, but it's just like you're just not getting, getting the laughs. Yeah, I'm not getting the laughs. Have you learned to kind of like be okay with that? Yeah, yeah, because you're just uh, getting your message out. Yeah, and you have to accept that it's not it's not either good or bad. It's probably yeah. just like something that still needs work on. Yeah. Have you ever had a heckler? Yeah, yeah, a lot of hecklers. So, yeah. Uh, they think that they're funnier than you, and then you just like bury them with more laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there like, is there any stories like, because I feel like with you being around a lot of comics, bro, I feel like you like, there's a lot of things that go on. Is there any like funny stories that you can kind of think of like, that's uh, like on the road or maybe just like, like just experiences? Yeah. The there were okay. Well, the heckler. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll do this one. This yeah. was a cool, fun one experience that I liked. Uh, we were in Odessa. It was a theater. It was like 400 people. Uh, and there was a heckler in there. And then he was talking throughout my the host. Mm-hmm. And then when I went up, he just started like saying stuff, disrespecting me. And then I just, like, instantly I just started roasting him. Like, mm-hmm. 
back to back like and that and the whole crowd was laughing everybody was like like pretty much curious as to why this guy was still talking because i had already made fun of him but he was just drunk yeah and then i kept going with my set and he kept going again like oh you're he he started disrespecting me he was Mm -hmm. like oh you're you ain't shit Mm -hmm. you're not funny and then i was like whoa hold on Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just came from el paso from out of town and and you're gonna disrespect me i'm not gonna let you do that yeah so then I looked at the whole crowd. I was like, this guy's being annoying, right? <laughs> They're like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, right, get out of here, dude. Where's the security? And then I was like, everyone should start singing. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah. Nah, 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 nah. And then everybody, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Dude, and then they kicked them out. Damn, okay. And then, and then uh, I went backstage and I told Chingo, uh, I was like, Dude, I'm sorry for kicking out your fan. <laughs> I didn't mean to kick no one out of your show. And he's like, oh, no problem, bro. I'm so glad it was you instead of me. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Chico Bling. That's a pretty like big comic, bro, right? Like, Yeah, he's cool, man. Yeah. He's a cool dude. So how, how do you, um, who was like the first like really like pretty well-known comic that you started working with? Him. Him. Chico yeah, yeah, Chico Bling. He, he was the one who took me under his wing. Uh, How'd you meet him? Uh through my homie, Israel Garcia, rest in peace. He just passed away through pancreatic cancer. Damn. Um, yeah, he he was like zero chance of surviving. Bro. Sad story. Yeah. But yeah, through him a couple years ago during COVID, uh, he was in town and he was opening for him. And I and I told him, hey, can I go see you? Because I, I didn't I didn't know what the comic strip was. I yeah. I knew what it was, but I, I had gone to, but I, was, I didn't know how to get on stage or anything like yeah. that. So I pulled up. And then Chingo asked me to do five minutes, and I was like a year into comedy. Mm-hmm. And then he was all like, "Dude, uh, do five minutes. Uh, you cool with that?" I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." <laughs> I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm about to go on stage." And then it was a sold out show. And then uh, Israel brought me up. Israel Garcia brought me up, and then I did my set. And then I got off, and he was like, "He's like, I'm gonna tell you what, what I'm gonna tell everybody. Like, you're you're young, you're funny." Oh, he's like, oh no, this is what he said. He said, I want to tell you what I told Ralph, Ralph Barbosa. He's like, you guys are young. You guys are funny. Just keep going. Just keep going. I'm, uh, don't worry. Like, you guys will, will get there. Yeah. Uh, and this was like 2020, during COVID. I yeah. think it was like before COVID. So it was like 2019, like, or just before. You know what I mean? And and then uh, a couple months later, he messaged me. He was like, hey, you want to do 20 minutes? I didn't even have 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and and then I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do it. And I did 18. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was like a packed out show, Odessa, like a room of 250 people. I was like, oh, crap. And then I had, so the funny story about that is that, so it was in Odessa. So from El Paso to get to Odessa, you could go like, oh, no, Midland. Midland, I'm sorry. Wait, no, not Midland. What's the other one? The Texas Tech? Lubbock. Lubbock, yeah. yeah. So to get to Lubbock, you have to go through like New Mexico because it's in the Panhandle. Yeah. So I went to Hobbs, and my friend who was in soccer in Hobbs, who was a soccer player that I played at USW, uh, he lived there. And I told him, dude, let's go to a comedy show. And he thought this comedy show was going to be like a bar with like yeah. 20 people. We get there. And, dude, I saw his face go, yo, <laughs> you're going to do this? And I was like, yeah, bro. Shit. <laughs> Did like, it even blow your mind? You were like, oh, yeah. fuck. Dude, I, when I walked in, I was like, oh, my God. There are all these people was here. Was that your biggest show, t- like, at, like? first show doing that many people yeah yeah i yeah. was definitely at that moment yeah it was definitely my biggest crowd were you fucking nervous as hell yeah bro i was scared i was yeah. like 
I was like, maybe my parents are right. I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. But uh, nah, I overcame it. Went up there, did my set, and he he called me after that. So like a couple of weeks, months after that, he told me, "Let's do a run." We did a run, and so we're in touch. Like yeah. that. Yeah. He's, he's so cool. if he goes on tour, like you'll probably like. Yeah, a yeah. lot of times you'll go with him type thing. Yeah, like whenever he's in the Southwest. Yeah. Like I've gone to Cali with him mm-hmm. a couple times. Well, one time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's did, badass, bro. We did like a Ox, Oxnard, Brea, Ontario. Mm-hmm. It was cool. How's the, how, how's the comedy scene out there? Like when you perform out there, do you enjoy it? Yeah. yeah. Like it, it almost feels like uh, you're meant to do it over there. Really? Like that's where you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Like, that's where all the comedy headquarters are at. And yeah. The, Have you been to the comedy store out there? I passed by it. Yeah. I haven't gone inside of it. Yeah. But, yeah. I I, I finally, I, I felt an energy when I passed there. I was like, ooh, this is, this is where it's at. Yeah. This is where all the legends are created. That's fucking dope, bro. Have, how'd you meet Jerry, Jerry Garcia? Jerry Garcia? Oh, through Chingo that time. Chingo. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, it's really just a network, bro, once you, like, kind yeah. of. That's badass, bro. Yeah, it's like not really what you do on stage. Well, it, it does, but like yeah. it's who you know too off yeah, the stage. For sure. Have you met uh, Ralph? Ralph Barbosa? Yeah, yeah. I met him uh, in uh, that year when I won the 2019 El Paso's Funniest. Yeah. There was a Funniest Comic in Texas, a follow-up contest. So I was the one for El Paso. I went to to Dallas, to the Addison Improv, to where that's his home club, apparently. And when I went... Uh, when I went, I, I went with my girlfriend at the time, and and uh, when uh, when I saw him, he had a Snoopy shirt on sweater, <laughs> and and I looked at it, I was like, oh man, that's a cool sweater. But the like he he gave off like this vibe, like, like he was he was the guy, mm. and he always gave that energy, like he's he, like he was him. Yeah, empathy. But, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then when he went up just like crushed it yeah and i I was like oh my god like this is this is what we're supposed to be doing (laughs) yeah damn bro and now he's like he just recently like blew up right yeah killer he's been killing it yeah selling out shows everywhere doing theaters now from comedy clubs to theaters dude yeah in the span of a year that's wild bro yeah yeah that, that was the only time i i met him and then we kept in touch on instagram but now I feel like uh, he probably forgot about me. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking yeah. I mean, like that. Once you take yeah. off, bro, it's it's. I'm sure it's a while. Like and he's on Joe Rogan too. I was like, holy shit, bro. Like, and, and then when I, I was actually in Dallas with Jerry at yeah. the time when he was recording his special, so he had like three shows at that theater, and one of the nights, the first after their first night, uh, of of that sh- of that because it was like when you record, you do like three, four shows, mm-hmm. whatever. And the first one they didn't record, and so after that first night on their first show, I was with Jerry, and then we met up with them, and I said, "What's up to him?" And I was like, "Hey, what's up? Long time to see. Congrats on your Netflix." And it was just short, yeah, short, short talk, and then he just kept, kept playing pool. Yeah, he was there with his homies. That's badass, bro. And, and then somebody uh, outside, he was like some crackhead dude. He was like, "Hey, are you Ralph Barbosa?" He's like, "No, nah, I don't know who that is." And then he came up to us. He's like, was that Ralph? I was like, yeah, that was him. He's like, man, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, have you ever, uh, do do a lot of comics get like fucked up before they go on stage? 
Oh, a lot of new comics, yeah. Mm. Like they think that they need to get fucked up to mm. go on stage. Have you ever been like pretty like high or drunk? On yeah. Stage? Oh yeah. Does it help or does it like not help? Uh, like now, I feel like I know how to do it, but I slur my words because mm. you know how, how like I say you need to talk clear. Yeah, 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 dude, I slur my words when I'm drunk, and I think the crowd could hear it. Yeah, like I'm just like running over it, and I just feel like not good. But yeah. there's times where where the crowd feels like party mode. Mm-hmm. So I get party mode. Yeah, yeah. And sure. I'm like, ooh, I want to match their energy yeah. and go on. And is it true, like the comic, just the comic, um, I guess culture, like especially after shows, do you like kind of like party a lot or like get yeah. fucked up? Yeah, I mean, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it's to, like it's really it's late nights, right? Yeah, like, late nights. It kind of comes with it, dude. Yeah, and it's either like you get distracted when you do it and you get fucked up, or you just go home. Yeah, you know what I mean. But a lot of times, it's uh, let's keep drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But there's times where I just go straight home. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you said you, you, you mentioned a girlfriend, bro, or like that would, that you're no longer with, with the girl? Yeah. Well, yeah. Eh, not really. Uh, just keep that in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, for sure. How long, uh, was that your last relationship? Yeah. 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 How, about how long was that? Like five and a half years. Holy shit, bro. Yeah. Five years. So she was with like... you when you first started comedy, basically. Yeah. 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 She was. She was. Yeah. Yeah. What ended up, why, why, did things didn't work out or? Yeah, just not working out. Yeah. Yeah, it was just dumb stuff going <laughs> on. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel you. Uh, are you dating right now or are you just kind of like focused on your your yeah. your comedy? Yeah, I'm just yeah. focused on the craft right now. Yeah. The chicks will come eventually, but. For sure. But nah, I'm not too stressed on that. I'm in my 20s. I'm trying to figure life out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, How do you get- feel like a. Uh, do you feel like it's harder to date nowadays? Uh, yeah, cause like, the the I feel like girls now it's like harder to talk to them. Well, I mean, at least in El Paso. But when I go out of town, dude, like, not that it's harder for me out of town. It's almost easier out of town. But in I town, agree. in town, it's harder. Uh, what's up with these El Paso girls? Why are you guys so hard to talk to? <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Honestly, like, I kind of feel the same thing. It's like, yeah. um. It, it just depends. I think it just depends, but I definitely feel like when I'm out of town, I feel a little bit more like just, it's a little bit just freer in a way. Like it's, it's not this, I don't know. Maybe it's just cause everybody knows everybody here. It's like, yeah, just kind of weird when, when, when you have, cause I'm sure you have a lot of friends that come from out of town, especially com- comics. How do they feel about El Paso? Do people like El Paso? They, they fuck with El Paso and they like the El Paso girls. They're like, yeah. Oh my God, they're so beautiful here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Try to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, but like, and then you go out of town, dude, and then you talk to girls and they're pretty. And they're so easy to talk to. They're down to earth, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, dude, I'm like, I don't even, I'm not even trying to take you home. I'm trying to be your friend. <laughs> like, you're so cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. Like, like, this keep partying, you know? Like, no, like, it, I've had a good experience out of town with girls where they're like, just nicer. You yeah. know what I mean? How about at shows? Is there like girls that like try to shoot your shot at, at like shows and shit? Uh, not really. I, don't, I, don't, I can't even tell, bro. Yeah, I, I'm not at that point yet to where I can figure out what they're trying to do. Oh yeah, because yeah. like everyone wants a picture, so when they want a picture, it's like everyone wants a picture. Yeah. Do you notice that? Uh, like, do you notice like some like if there's a pretty girl on stage, are you so locked? Like, are you so locked in where you're like? It's dark up there, dude. True. Sometimes like you could catch a glimpse of them, and you're like, oh, but, shit. but then they're with a the guy. 
Uh, Because it's always couples at the comedy shows, too. So it's never really single girls. There's a group of single girls, like, they're more shy. And then they just, Uh, yeah, they they say bye to you, and then they laugh, and then they leave. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, like, at the shows, like, um, man, they they don't really, well, I mean, I can't really tell, you know? I'm Mm -hmm. kind of, like, almost oblivious to it sometimes. Because, like, I'm just trying to work the merch table, like, help out people uh, take their pictures with the headline. You're working, bro. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, so and then you talked about you you performing at the plaza, bro. How how was that? Oh, dude, that that one was fun, dude. That I I got to work with uh, Felipe Esparza on that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of him. He's, he sounds he's, very familiar. Yeah, dude, he's he's funny, man. He's yeah. hey, what's up, fool? Uh-huh. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a killer, dude. He's um. So I, I performed at the plaza, which is like the biggest stage i've ever done mm-hmm. 2200 people holy shit i didn't even realize it was that many people bro dude sold out uh and i had met felipe my first year of doing comedy because yeah. I, ha- I was hosting an open mic i had the equipment uh and the guys guys equipment that it belonged to was at the plaza with felipe and he told me just drop it off here and if you want to get off we'll meet him and then i, I got off i met him and then he was like, next year I'm here. I'm going to put you up. And then he stuck to his word. Wow. And then so the next year when he came to town, his one of his openers was like, hey, you're still going to come do that five minutes, right? He he didn't forget. I was like, yeah, wow, dude. bro. That's amazing. One thing I've, I've I don't know, maybe, uh, I mean, I've, I've had very little interactions, but the time I did go, it was such good vibes, bro. Is yeah. that how, like, just at the comedy show, like, just oh, with yeah, you, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. meeting them, and, like, it was super down-to-earth. Is that how you feel, like, a lot of it, like, is? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, and then, well, I feel like a lot of the comics are more, like, uh, they, they'll, they'll, like, hit, hit nerves to see what bothers you, mm. and then they use it to mess with you, but then that's just comedy. Yeah. They're just, like train your brain to make fun of each other yeah yeah so it's always like just back and forth banter but if they can make fun of you and you kind of dish it back then that's how you know like that they fuck with you yeah yeah yeah, for sure definitely that's how we talk as comics you know yeah yeah so so a lot of shit talking yeah Mm -hmm. like shit like locker room talking pretty much like football players so if you played sports you you probably would be normal it's yeah yeah it's normal to talk smack in the green room you know so it's like locker room talk and it's usually because like you had a good experience, right? You said you felt like oh, there was, yeah, everyone bro. was like like Julian or Julian um, Jerry. You're cool. Jerry was Jerry was dope, bro. Yeah, and uh, what, what was Christian? It? Christian, they were they were super dope. Yeah, bro. yeah. You're lucky, dude. They, they were they're actually like the coolest people I worked with. I've worked with like comics that are just stuck up to, oh, okay. and they don't they don't really like look at people. They're like, oh, who's that? Why are they here? You yeah, know what I mean? No, but like, yeah. like that's good that you got Jerry and Christian because they almost feel like family to me. Yeah, I feel like cousins uh, when they come into town. Yeah. So it feels like real normal, no, real natural. They're, they're so dope, yeah. Yeah. And so, what was that plaza like? Did you recognize? Did you know a lot of people there that at the show? Uh, no, I didn't no. know. Well, they I probably did know, but I yeah. didn't even see them. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it was like such a dark. Like the lights are on you, it's dark, mm-hmm. and then you just hear a big rupture of laughter. Was that the biggest <laughs> roar you've like ever heard? Yeah. After my first punchline, I was I was like, oh my god, when are they gonna stop laughing? <laughs> Yo, bro. And then I, I kept going, dude. I, like I ran over my jokes. Mm. You know how I told you I yeah, just yeah. ran over your jokes. Felipe told me after the show, he's like, fool, you should let them keep keep laughing. They were mm. still laughing at you. 
I was like, eh, it's my first time, but it was cool. I feel yeah. like next time I go, I'm, I'm definitely going to know how to, like, work it. Not work it, like, oh, my God, to a T, but yeah. I already kind of have an idea of what I'm encountering. What's What do you think you're um, – are you still working on, like, your next biggest show like that? Or is there an idea of when mm. – uh, no, I don't even know mm-hmm. to be honest. Is it very? Is it very spontaneous? Yeah, yeah, yeah spontaneous as fuck. Like it, like a week out, maybe you'll know. I for that one, it was like the day of. Holy shit! Dude. Yeah, the day of. Yeah, because they get like they don't remember you. Like, they don't. They'll remember you until they hear the city. Like mm-hmm. usually, uh, when people come to El Paso, like they have to know who you are. Yeah. So then they the they they just message you right then and there. So yeah, it's pretty spontaneous. So they get here and they're just like, all right, who do I remember that can open for me? Type yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. It's like like you said, spontaneous, pretty much. Damn. So when you get that, is it just like, fuck it, ready or not? Like, are are you always ready? Like, yeah. Now I feel like I'm always ready for yeah. for what uh what people throw at me. Like one time when Jerry uh he he needed a uh, someone in Albuquerque, he literally hit me up the date the night before. He's like. Hey, dude, uh, this comic uh, just dropped out. Are you down to come to Albuquerque? We'll pay for your hotel and everything. And we'll pay you. And then we'll we'll drive back to El Paso and do the shows in El Paso. And you'll be on them. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm down. And this was like recent, like last year. Wow. So then I did it. And then I, well, I had told him. I told him straight up. I was like, dude, honestly, I, like I'm kind of broke right now. And he's like, oh, I'll front you the money. Wow. And so he's like, he gave me the money, and then I, I was able to go to Albuquerque. Wow. Yeah. Damn, so that's... Broke, broke cra- comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy how, how that works, bro. I yeah. mean, that's insane. Um, the Plaza, bro, yeah. I don't think I've ever... I've, maybe I've been there once. Yeah. Um, but definitely not for a comedy show. Oh, actually, I... I oh, no, it was at, that was at the convention center. I saw... Um, Dave Chappelle there actually. Oh okay, that was that was fucking dope. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, who who's some who's like your favorite co- who who's like a comic where, like you'd love to work with that you'd love to open for. Mm, like ever? Yeah. Uh, oh man, like right now, I'll, I would probably say like someone that's not in my circle. I would probably say Bill Burr. Oh shit! Yeah, it's funny ass dude. Yeah, because so he's funny. always doing some. Yeah, kind of arena, some kind of big show. Yeah. What about someone who's like, it's still pretty ambitious, but they're like right there. Maybe not in your circle, but they're like someone you could probably like. Oh, like get to. Yeah. Like, uh, probably. I I'll say probably Ralph. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I'll, but I, I would like to. I'm gonna speak it into existence. Ralph, yeah. uh, give me a guest spot. Yeah, <laughs> for real. We're manifesting that. Yeah, shit. manifesting that guest yeah. spot. Five minutes. I swear to God, it won't be five. <laughs> Yeah, is that like a joke? Like sometimes people go over that shit or what? Yeah, sometimes I'll do like seven or oh, six. Okay. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> but yeah, it's always like five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Damn, bro, that's yeah, that's that, super interesting, bro. I, you're like the first comic I ever. Like, it's cool to get like the whole, just like all the uh, behind the scenes of everything, bro. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's fun, dude. I never thought I'd be this far into it and meet people that that I've seen on TV become my friends you know what i mean yeah it's and, a wild thing and like people with a lot of followers i've met them and i have fans trying to talk to them at the shows and they're just like like genuine fans and once they see you come out of the green room they attack you and they're like yo where the hell is this person yeah it kind of annoys me sometimes yeah but i'm like they're just people that yeah. are excited mm-hmm. to see the 
the act. Have you had someone recognize you like out outside? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It happens a lot in town. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people in town uh, know who I am. Yeah, it happens a lot. I remember I used to get scared when people would do it. I would be almost get anxiety, like, oh my god, they just oh, fuck. They it's wild, to bro. Me. Yeah, and then I was like, man, what, I wonder what show they saw me at. So then I started asking them. Because, like, they told me, oh, I saw you. And then I wouldn't say anything because yeah. I was like, oh, thank you. And I'll just keep going. <laughs> but now, I have, where did you see me? <laughs> That's so wild. Uh, like, I, I had that, I've had a few experiences like that now where they recognize from the pod. Oh, yeah. It's trippy, bro. It's yeah, like, right? What the fuck? Like, yeah. It's, um, they what? see you and they're like, they, they, oh, yeah, I recognize you. It's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. That's so, me. It feels a little weird for sure. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I didn't, I, I, I still kind of trip out on it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just it comes with it. People, yeah. yeah we're, we're, Have you done an outdoor show? Oh yeah, yeah. I've done Is there a difference show. between like doing an indoor show and outdoor show? Oh yeah, outdoor shows. Uh, like you could, you could definitely feel the vibe. How it's different. How it's like. Is it more harder? Open. Uh, no, no, not that it's harder. It's just like the laughs sound more open. Oh okay okay. Yeah, because in a room in a comedy club, the the ceiling's low. It's dark. The lights on you. They're more intimate. When you're outside. It almost feels like just another big show. Yeah. Like just an, like, cause usually outdoor shows are big. Yeah. Outdoor shows aren't like 10 people. Mm-hmm. Like usually they're 70, a hundred people. Mm-hmm. And, and it just feels like, like a normal show, casual show. Yeah. yeah. Just more open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's badass. You have uh, any questions, bro? Yeah. I know you were saying, um, that comedy's always kind of came natural to you. Like being funny is, mm-hmm. have you ever felt pressured in certain situations to be funny because of um, who you are and how long you've been doing like for example coming onto this podcast like do you ever feel like fuck I gotta get a couple laughs or I gotta kinda try to be funny while I'm, while I'm here or is it just something that like you don't really pay much attention to yeah, like, I, I, I feel like uh, it, it come like I already anticipate it you know what I mean like I, I feel like uh, anything uh, well not anything but like not that I have to be funny but I know a lot of uh, stories that I have might be funny uh to other people but now i don't i don't always feel like the pressure to be funny all the time and always be on it because like i'm my own person and yeah i'm just gonna feel like uh, i'm gonna say whatever i'm gonna say and hopefully people know what i'm trying to say yeah and i'm not always trying to be funny dude like whenever i'm with the group of people and then i say something and i don't even think it's that funny but they're like ha ha yeah you're a comedian <laughs> you would say that and i'm like no dude i'm just like saying something a normal person would yeah. say dude i can't just like make it like just fucking fuck around you know yeah like, yeah they're always like like listening i feel like people are more engaged to hear what i have to say and i'm like dude don't don't think i'm just yeah. always on bro yeah, yeah, like like it, it don't happen. Like the, of course, like it happens. Like where I'm, but I'm not. I don't feel like oh my god, I have to be funny on this pod right now, mm. or else I'm, we're not gonna get any views. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Nah, it's just just casual, just yeah. casual talk conversation. And the first time I met you, I, it was like easy to conversate with you. So I feel like For doing sure. a pod would be normal. Yeah, with, with you. Yeah, I I just I, more than the more that I do it, I feel like yeah, it's it's a little it's even though I feel like naturally I I feel like naturally I'm introverted, bro. Um, oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I can be a little quiet, but now it's like I just feel it like it's a little bit easier to, especially doing it so much. Like episode thirty, like that's let's just say if we do the math, I mean it's not that much, but I mean what you you get, you get some hours under your belt, like yeah. conversating, bro. Yeah, so. for sure. 
Um, you're yeah. getting reps in 30 and, and you're consistent. Yeah, I'm trying, bro. I mean, for sure, the last three or four months have been as consistent as I I've, have have been for sure. Yeah, consistency anything, is key. Really, yeah, for sure to anything. Um, so yeah, bro. I'm just I'm just trying to trying to do it. Have you always been disciplined in in your life? Honestly, bro, I, I I could say that that's probably one of the characteristics that if my family were to say anything about me, it's that I'm very like very disciplined. Yeah. Um. Sometimes almost a little too much. Oh yeah. Um, where it can kind of like be like, sometimes I just put certain things over other things, Yeah. you know? Uh, and they're just like, bro, like stop, like you're being way too hard on yourself <laughs> type shit. Yeah. But, um, that's one thing for sure. Yeah. I can definitely say like that's, builds that's character. one thing. Yeah. I, I definitely think so, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have any questions for me, bro? Uh, yeah. Uh, dude, did you ever play, you played sports, right? In high yeah, school? Yeah. I played, uh, I played basketball. Oh, okay. And cause you were, dude, cause on camera you like, you don't look tall. No? And, then, and then in person <laughs> I see you and you're like yeah. this humongous guy. And I'm like, bro, <laughs> you had to have played something. Yeah. No, that's one thing you, I think you said that. Yeah. like, bro, I didn't think you were so tall. Yeah. I, I get that a lot for sure. Yeah. I'll tell you again. Like, like six, four. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, ladies, <laughs> six four. Yeah. I mean, with with some these shoes are probably like six five, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm six one, bro. <laughs> are, are you, there's, there's no way, bro. You you have to be like at least six two. You, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I'm, well, six one for g- sure. G- g- say six two, bro. You can go six two. Yeah. <laughs> it's because my yeah, my, yeah. my brother's six two and he's like he's six two. I feel, so I'm like six one. I always yeah. feel. He's like six yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Six two in El Paso is fucking solid, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's pretty tall, especially for for a Mexican, bro. Mexicano, for sure. yeah. That's a plus, bro. Yeah, and uh, what, what uh, dude? Because I when I saw your camera work, dude, I saw you did something for uh, uh, Demetrius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Demetrius. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, so obviously you had already done a lot of stuff, like. Yeah. I saw your vlogs, uh-huh. and that's how deep I went to your reels. <laughs> I saw your vlogs from yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. So, like, well, so did you always want to do vlogs or what? Um, I think I started. Um, I started doing the vlogs. Well, I started like editing videos during COVID. Uh-huh. Um, I think you probably knew around the time, like, oh yeah, because I had show you the cruise. That cruise video was like the first thing I ever edited, bro. Yeah, I. I I just had edited like just like a fucking like a trip we took. It, we had a bunch of footage. Um, my brother taught me like all of like basically everything I know, bro. Especially about Final Cut. It it, it just felt natural. Like yeah. it felt like something I could like, um, like how you say like after a show, like it's hard for you to kind of like sleep sometimes because yeah. you're just kind of like thinking. Thinking. That's yeah. how I felt, bro. When I was editing, I was like, bro, I was just thinking about how I could finish like this video and like what I can do to it and just things like that. So. I eventually, I started just with my phone, bro. I started um, just making little vlogs about, it started off with mental health. Yeah. Because that's something I was like, I was trying to do, be like inspirational and shit. Yeah. Um, so I, I st- started with that. And then once I went back to school, um, because it was during COVID. So once things kind of opened up a little bit, I started doing vlogs. Yeah. Like just about Arizona State and just my life out there. Um, and then I graduated and then I really wanted to... Um, to travel, bro. So yeah. that's when I started doing, like, I went to Thailand and shit. Yeah, I saw that. Dude, that, that's, that's cool, dude. Like, I always uh, love seeing other people's point of view. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I do the things that I do, too. Yeah. Because yeah. so like, people could see my point of view. And For it's sure. cool that you, you, like, you just 
naturally did that yeah like, it was fucking scary bro <laughs> yeah it was tough bro yeah it's not but, it's not easy really. yeah but i feel it, like you've always had an eye though for like uh for like you have an aesthetic going on i i try honestly i try bro i mean yeah and like i said it, it feels a little natural and then um but i feel like to answer your question like about like just the videos you saw yeah. it really just started where like people would see like just ask me if i was doing bit like if i did like if they i could make a video for them yeah and so some of my first work was with Eternal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I saw how, that. How'd you meet Demetrius? Uh, Instagram. Instagram? Probably, probably yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I hit him up for some shoes. Oh, okay, uh, I forgot which ones they were. But yeah. yeah. And then I, I saw I saw a video you did. And then I was like, oh, man, this is clean right here. I want, yeah. And then I just needed someone to record me. And then that's yeah. when I hit you up. And then I was supposed to do another one, bro. But I think uh, it had it had, um, it had fell through. But that was at Elton's, right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. I asked you to record a show. I forgot which Who one show. Whose show was that? I feel like it was pretty big name too. Uh, I think it was Renee, at Ren- the Lowbrow. Renee. Yeah. Was what's it his last name? Ravaka. No. I don't think so, bro. No? Yeah. Because honestly, I stopped for a while. Like honestly, I don't do too much right now. Yeah. I'm starting to get more into it again. Uh huh. Um. Let me see. How long do you have once the batteries start flashing? Oh, Ken Flores. Oh, Cam- oh, yeah, that was at Elton's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, 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 it was at Elton's. Uh, is it flashing right now? Oh, okay. Um, I'll just change it really quick. And then yeah. if you were to give yourself, like, manifesting a timeline, when do you when do you see yourself, like, when could you see, like, yourself headlining, bro? Mm, man, hopefully before year 10. Yeah? Yeah, hopefully. I, I really... Uh, I really want to move to L.A., to start off in like the next year or so yeah i'm gonna save up mm-hmm. as much as i can hopefully this and then go over there because i I've, I've been i've been telling myself i'm gonna move out i won't move out but i think this time i'm for real now like mm-hmm. i've already come to terms with it and i'm determined to do it yeah fuck yeah bro i think i'll be good for a lot of things but like especially your career yeah. so um just like to finish it off, if there's advice you'd give to someone who um, is was in your position, like when you were like just getting out of high school and like you knew you wanted to do stand up, but you were kind of like, I mean, essentially you just got thrown in the like you just threw yourself in the mix. Yeah. Um, but if, if there's someone like just kind of hesitant about doing so, uh, whether it's stand up or even just starting something, what's it? What's just something you tell them? Some advice you'd give them? Uh, I I would say just just do it. Do it without any fear. Do it without any regret. And, like, don't stop. Be, uh, just, like, always con- be consistent at what you do and take it serious and uh, understand, like, uh, you're not always going to fulfill everyone's, like, needs. Mm-hmm. You're going to be doing stuff that you want to do. And I I feel like that's important because, uh, like, you have one life and the only person stopping you from doing what you want to do is yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like it did, like even if it's like your family members telling you not to do it, you think it's dumb, and you want to do it, just do it and do like don't quit. It's not gonna be easy. Like when I first started doing comedy, I didn't think I was gonna like be this far into it already, and like I feel like I've done pretty much a lot mm-hmm. already. So yeah, like don't like just do it. You know what I mean? Like Nike, just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, for sure. For sure, dude. I, I feel like 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 in life you're going to be hard on yourself always, but just, just who cares who cares what what other people think. Mm-hmm. Like like tonight I'm going to try some new jokes and 
who knows if they're gonna laugh yeah you know what i mean that's like, exciting bro yeah um well, well bro it was it was definitely it was dope having you on bro i know we talked about it for for a while so i'm glad we were able to do this and yeah. um, episode 30 bro episode three zero bro <laughs> that's crazy that's insane that's good dude congrats um, on 30 yeah you're consistently doing it dude hell yeah appreciate it bro dude, i love your setup here too man it's cool thank you got you, some science you. going on in yeah, the back yeah, or what yeah, but yeah uh, so what, what where can people see you next um perform i mean obviously you do open mics but like your next show show where, where can people like just just hear your your set uh follow me on on instagram uh, julian comedy I'll, i'm always posting on there uh tiktok julian comedia and next shows i'm ha- in town uh, usually it happens like within the month i'm planning a south texas run in okay. may though mm-hmm. south, south texas run in may so i'm gonna be hitting up what laredo south padre island mm-hmm. and probably san antonio oh yeah bro yeah three three shows what about here in el paso are you always at the comic strip yeah or? comic strip at the yeah. comic strip usually there uh yeah I'll, I'll be doing shows over there at the comic strip too as well and anywhere in town in El Paso. And if you're not in El Paso and you're in, like, Phoenix or something, hopefully I go to your city. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I love uh, Phoenix. It's cool. Phoenix is dope, bro. Have yeah. you, there's, I know there's – I went to school in Tempe, and there's, like, the Tempe Improv right there. Yeah. I never went, but I heard it's pretty dope there. Uh, I, I haven't done that one. The one I did was the one down uh, – well, no, not downtown. Uh, what's it called? Stand Up Life. Oh, okay. It's okay. downtown Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. That's badass, bro. Well, yeah, just uh, follow my boy. Um, definitely. I mean, I've seen him perform, bro, and it's he's a funny ass dude, bro, <laughs> and uh, just super cool, bro. I'm, I'm I'm glad we were able to do this, and uh, yeah, man, that's episode 30. Shout out to my boy Brett, um, and yeah, that's the most vulnerable player, man. Uh, see us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Until um, next time, peace out. Later.